Not to toot our own horn, but I really love that fucking intro. And it's like delivered more than I can imagine. You saw what I was doing, yeah, right? Was like, we always <laughs> we always get so hyped up to that fucking I'm playing intro. air bass yeah, to my I'm own like, stupid bass line. It fucking revs me up. <laughs> it's better than I would have ever imagined. I'm so glad that we did it like spontaneously because if we would have like tried to plan it out and write it out, you know, and blah, blah, blah and had this intricate plan, it would I don't. We could have it in, 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 in 610 time. Yeah, and it got could, nerdy about it. It, yeah. Which doesn't mean that we couldn't get nerdy about it, but we chose not to. We could do and the prog rock version of it. That's the punk version. <laughs> we'll come yeah. up with all these alternate versions, different time signatures and stuff. And of course, you're wondering who we are. I'm Sensational Sense. And I'm Death Metal Douglas. And we're Savanting the Idiot. What's going on, Doug? What do you I'm, feel like? I'm progressive, Doug. You're- Progressive, progressive Doug? metal, Douglas. Oh, all right. Well, so. people, there's a guy, um, some guy on Facebook. He was like, you know, he's more into like he's a prog rocker. He plays, ah. he plays in the uh, the Rush cover band, and he's like, he's not a big Dream Theater fan, and he's like, all right. He's like, I don't know. Dream, Dream Theater, Theater is progressive metal, but I'm not yeah. really into them and stuff. And I would rather listen to Yes or Rush or whatever. And it's like. You know, he just his big thing is there's not enough art involved in Dream Theater. It's like. Okay. But I think but some of their stuff is kind of arty. When you say, I guess it depends which album or what song ask, you listen to. I didn't like them art, for a long time. Art in one co- in what context? Just for everybody else, and just for me too, because I'm trying to. You know, we're having a real conversation as we go. But when you say art, it's like art as far as their album art, or art as far as the music itself. In the music yeah. itself. Yeah, because okay. a band like Yes, they some a lot. Of, they had two tags um, when when critics would talk to them. Okay. Talk about them. All right. They're like either a progressive rock band or okay. they were an art rock band. Oh. And a lot of the thing with metal is art gets kind of thrown out the by the wayside. Right. Although, you know, bands like Morbid Angel and Gorguts kind of bring it back when they want to do weird stuff like weird time signatures or having strange like diminished chords and uh-huh. stuff. But that's a little bit more on the ugly side, whereas yes, it's kind of like more positive sounding. But like the but art, ugly, yeah. which ugly is a matter of perspective, is that whole thing, which diminishes chords and odd time signatures and stuff like that. Which reminds me, you were, we were just happened to talk about that the other day because uh, I was saying, you know, that a lot of times people consider their meter of musicianship sometimes as to the ability to be able to play odd time signatures and and alike. And I was stating myself that the reason why I assume that is because when I started playing out music, I was listening to, you know, basic rock and all that, and I could do basic drums beats or straightforward drum beats. And then or four four for a lack of better description. Yeah. Well, the ultimate description, of course. Four yeah. four, which everybody knows. One, two, three, four, you know, you got a, a bar. Yeah. And then, you know, everybody can clap their hands to that straight up, you know, and and you don't really understand the difference of that until you hear a band that's doing odd time signatures. And a lot of times what I Sometimes I don't notice they're doing it because if they make it flow so well, you're not supposed to notice it. And that's how I, when I was coming up, I noticed that when I started trying to emulate these bands that I thought were great, I didn't understand why I respected them highly. It was just an instinct. I was like, man, this band is doing this and this band is doing that. And then I try to play it. I'm like, wait a minute. This is nothing like jazz band. 
<laughs> or, well, I think the whole or, yes. or anything I'm doing in school or whatever, because I'm so used to even being, even though I'm having some musical training, like even in jazz band or in high school or marching band, we weren't doing like odd time signatures. I guess he's the the, the band teacher. Well, you doing, were doing two four, which yeah, is an even yeah. time signatures, but it's still not four four. And you know what? You were probably doing a lot of three four stuff too. But it's so natural that you don't notice it's not four four. Yeah, like because I noticed song, when I was reading the music. I'm I'm going off, but that was one of the songs we played. It's in the mood. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm not just saying that. That's who knows. That might be a three four. I'd have to look at the cheat music. That for shit's that. all over the place. Yeah. But I mean, we, I mean, we. That's one of the songs we. Use. But that's just playing. But but as far as rock goes, like Soundgarden is one of the bands that's like infamous for that. Like every almost every Soundgarden song that you're listening to, you think it's four four, but surprise, it's not. It's usually six eight or however nerdy you want to get to. It's almost usually never four four. But the way they do it is they're not throwing they it do in it your so face. Subtly. Subtle. Just like yes, it does. feels natural. Yes, you sort of see the progressive elements of what they do because of the musicianship, but their time signatures they flow so naturally. And I think with the band like Dream Theater, is they almost rub your nose in it, and that's what a lot. Of, I think that was <laughs> they the point. Baptize you, they grab your yeah, head. They're and like, say, I don't care if you. Here you go. Are you ready? You're gonna get rammed into it. And they it. submerge your fucking head full on. Yeah, but, but exactly. And you know what? To tell you the truth. Uh, when I started, and then there's no up women and no women in their audience. <laughs> <laughs> I heard yes, chicks liked yes in the seventies. No, that's the, what a lot of older guys that, were telling that, that's me. That's what Doug is trying to say. That women love to shake their booties to four or four, and then when you get too far away from four but four, no, some guy then that you was just chase all the chicks away. <laughs> some guy that was older than me, he told me when he was a teenager Math in the seventies, he said like, that yes. Women loved Yes, and I'm like, uh -huh. I thought Yes was like a guy band, but when I went and saw them in concert, there was quite a few women there, but they weren't they weren't dancing though. They were just it's watching an interesting the band. point. But what you're trying to say is that math rock might be toxic masculinity. <laughs> Smiling next to you in toxic masculinity. Well, in the metal world, yeah. I mean, look at the, you know, whether it's thrash metal or power metal or whatever. I mean, they, they dabble with time signatures, but they dabble a lot more in toxic masculinity, especially power metal. It's I'm a Viking. It doesn't get much more macho than that. That's why, like, when you go to these concerts, it's like there's one woman to every, like, 20 dudes. You're thinking about looking for a metal girlfriend. Yeah. You better go to like you know Iron Maiden or something because at least they got some chicks. Yeah, but to, to to bring it back to what you were saying, I I I know I went off the chain off the rails with that, but you kind of provoked that because you're, you're right. I I wasn't thinking of it in that vein when you you know it's like a you know you just get caught up into the complexity and then the complexity becomes the idol you're like you know it becomes a challenging thing where yeah. you become an alpha band it's like motherfuckers you, you think you can cover this song go ahead we're, we're gonna be a band that no one's gonna cover our song you well, know the thing with Soundgarden yeah. <laughs> that you were mentioning earlier they'll do that weird time signature but they're not gonna change into something else the whole song will have that groove yeah absolutely. that's why you don't know you're listening to a yeah. weird time it's not signature. like they're going from because they're not channels. they're not rubbing your nose in it yeah, yeah they're not trying to be Mr. Bungle and 
God, I can't stand the guy. You love this guy, too. Everybody Blasphemy. loves him. Mike Patton. I cannot stand that guy. But I Duly noted. <laughs> no, you don't have to. It's like, I respect your opinion. It's like, yeah. we're not on this show because... I know, but that, you know, that guy's not, he's this, very polarizing. Although it might be... It, you might guys might perceive this as a circle-jerking show. It isn't. <laughs> Doug <laughs> has his own mind, so do I. And I'm glad that, that we have that dichotomy. You know, he fucking hates... Mike Patton, but I, I'm you on know the what? Side. I can hang out with I, the guy. I, I'm trying to. I'm going off. I'm not saying. Yeah, yeah. You, he doesn't no, hate I know what Mike you're saying. Patton, but you know what? There's a, a legitimate. I have a thing lot to in that. common with Mike Patton. Yeah. I just don't like his voice. And yeah. when he goes on stage, he's real trite. It's not natural to me. Yeah. And to me, I get he's that. like forcing a character. Yeah. And I don't like that. It's not I'm, natural. <laughs> I, that's why I like I the Jesus that. wizard. David Yao looks like a homeless person. Somebody just dragged off across the street. But he's got a persona that makes you laugh. And he has, you know, mouth breather lyrics. You know, he's a mouth breather. I like him just Wait, fine. he's all right. He's okay. I like him but just But he's a one-trick pony. But he's a mouth breather. Yeah. <laughs> that song's fucking classic. Yeah. It's my favorite Jesus Lee. Yeah, it is. It is pretty good. But, um, you know. But I get what you're trying to say with the whole thing. We, uh, as But far he can't as- sing. He can only yeah. do his character. But, you know, the band is so tight and so progressive. Why do you even need to have a good lead singer? A lot of these people, like, I have a few friends that, like, they cannot listen to a band like that because the singer isn't, like, doesn't have, like, a three-octave note range like Dream Theater's singer or whatever. You know, it's like they have to have that vocalist. It's interesting that you say that because, like I said, I'm not going to look this up. I just happen to know by memory that they, that Mike Patton, when they were looking for people somebody with the most versatile vocal range like like make he plays with jesus wizard's guitar player too that's the irony list he made the fucking list as somebody that has like uh, this dynamic vocal ranger ranger now i'm not but any range yeah like i said but that's but shit i'm not i'm not here to convince you to like mike Patton, and he's not here uh, to convince you otherwise either I'm just, I, we're just you know I, I try every so often like Dwayne Dennison but he plays what? guitar with the Jesus Lizard but he's in the band Tomahawk with Mike Patton uh, and so is John Stainer the drummer for Helmet and because and the and the bass player um, I'm not I, I can't remember which bass player they have but anyways I like those three guys so I try to listen to Tomahawk but then the moment you know um Mike yeah, Patton just... opens his mouth. I'm like, <laughs> I'm trying real hard not to let it annoy me. And it's like, I shouldn't have to try that hard. It, you know what made me laugh on another previous episode? when I'm And it, just another thing, because we're talking about cliches, and everything happens for a reason. And, and you said, it's like Ike's picks in my ears. Me, Alex, it was one of the things, like, my brother was like, man, that shit was so funny, because when you said that, it was like, you could almost, like, feel, feel the them coming into your ears. <laughs> like, fuck! Ice picks. But that's, I guess, besides that saying, that's how Mike Patton is to you. He's like, ice picks in your ears. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, everybody's got that person, you know. You know, it's so. funny, because, you know, one of our guests, Coming up, he, you know, I won't say his name, but he's he had it in his book. He was talking about everything happens for a purpose, or it was either a purpose or some other word. But, but almost like he was same. like making fun of the whole everything happens yeah. for a reason thing. Which is funny. But I think he was being sincere at the same time. I guess we'll have to ask him once he shows up. But um, yeah. But to circle back around to odd time signatures, we personally like by the time I met you, you know, we we, we met because I was the last lingering member they had other drummers 
before me. I guess they were doing the um, uh, spinal tap thing with drummers. Thank goodness I broke that. The first drummer in Radar, I was in three bands with him, and we (laughs) played... We learned how to play those time signatures from the guitar players' compositions. That's yeah, how. That's where it came from. That's where I'm getting. But at. you actually were part of that line, like that line of people. Yeah, yeah. where that's what. By the time I got to Radar O'Reilly, like I, I said, you guys were already doing these riffs that that had that. That they, they were odd time, but if you listen to them, they're deceiving because you think it's four four until you're an actual musician and you're trying to play it again and you see oh. These guys are do- deviating from 4-4. Four, four. And, and of course... But he never had to tell us what the time signature was. We just went along with it. Yeah. R- Richard, when he's writing the riffs, that's what... I, so I was just thinking, great, man. These guys are already hip to the whole thing. Yeah. By the time I met you, like, we clicked in right away. And it's like, right away, when if Rich would play some uh, uh, off time, or I shouldn't, shouldn't, shouldn't say off time, but an odd, odd. rhythm other than 4-4... Four, four, like you and I would latch onto it like pit bulls almost instantaneously. Yeah. You're like, and not only that, but like it. It was like, yeah, I like where you're going. And then, then you, we'd get into it. But, but I already, is, I, I, it's not like we ever had a conversation where I'd say, hey, Doug, well, how, how come you locked onto that so fast? So I just figured it was coming to you naturally. People so, that played not long before you with me, that's, they so where did, where did you break your my te- skull? I'll, that's I'll tell what you. I'm going to say. Where did you break your teeth on the concept of odd times and odd rhythms right when, and how to make it sound ago, natural? Right when I came back to Florida, and I already mentioned this uh, on the Gold Coast Live Facebook site. Um, there's a guy named Taggart Reed. He's a guitar player. He, he, he you know, um, you might have seen his name a couple times. But they showed uh, Steve Hoffman, and then they showed Manny, and you know Steve Hoffman Kramer, and, uh, and they showed Manny okay. uh, Emmanuel Franco is right. what you know Taggart calls him Emmanuel, but his last name's Franco. But he's the uh-huh. he was the one with the goatee and the Steinberger guitar, and he's sitting down playing it. All and right. I put Scary Garcia. In the in the comments yeah. section, which was my nickname for him, okay, because he sits down like King Crimson's Robert Fripp. He never stands up when he plays guitar, but he uh-huh. kind of has that Jerry Garcia vibe as far as the way he looks and the way yeah, he kind of moves around and stuff. The, Not the, really the in the musically presentation. Yeah, part of that. So I was like, Scary Garcia. He's mm-hmm. like the prog it nut. Just, he's like the prog nut version of of Jerry. You okay, know? all right, and um, you know, and then and. Uh, but the first bands I started playing with, I think I told you about Motel 666, but at the same uh-huh. time I started doing stuff with Manny in like 99 and 2000. Okay. Our first lineup was a five-piece band. Get this. There was two guitars. Manny had this other guy named DJ. He was a younger guy. He's real good on guitar. Okay. We, had, we went through like two different drummers, and, but we had two bass players. He had like a Jocko type bass player that was doing all, right. all the, the really fast runs so he was the lead bass and you player. were the hold it down i was the hold it down I, was, I played with the pick because he was yeah. He, yeah even though i do a lot of stuff with my fingers no but he I was doing that. all the finger stuff so yeah. everything i did in that band was with a pick because i was like the rhythm bass player he was the lead bass lead player, bass player. That's, it was kind of fun oh man i'm what I, I wish i could I, hear like we, i know we never recorded with that oh lineup. that's a shame. It's too bad because it sounds it like sounds, captain b fart sort of because the drums crazy as he composed fuck. the drums I, he would already compose sold the drum me parts. i was like yeah. where's the recording doug i yeah, never heard this I know, before i, I want to hear it <laughs> i have one recording of him doing three oh, songs shit. with the jocko bass player uh-huh. but just the two of them there's no drums no nothing else all right I'll have to dig that out one day. I know yeah, I have it somewhere. 
But um, I think it was two computers ago. That whole thing, you know, when we everybody lose understands yeah, that. It was like, exactly, it was three computers ago. It's like that's amazing. That's yeah, a whole all, all other disappeared. Thing. Steve Hoffman, yeah, but, like you know, you know everybody's phone calls. musicians start to count down by their computers now. And the modern yeah. musician, like the old Frank Zappa, wouldn't know shit about that. But us, it was like, yeah, it was four computers ago. You know, it was like, uh, <laughs> but that's the, how I think it he was using to computers towards. He the might end. have been, but not the way we store our shit. No, no, because they had tape. I don't have any tape. No, you he had that machine studio. that I was telling yeah. you about, the Synclavier. He was going digital in the. Imagine 80s. the disaster if that my Mac disappeared. That's all I have oh, yeah. right now. I don't have any backups. That Mac represents everything we're saying at. at the moment and everything we've ever said now yeah. imagine if that shit just takes a shit on me right now yeah oh yeah we are fucked. screwed yeah <laughs> screwed fuck yeah fuck and then screwed. i'd be like that was two max ago you know that's uh, that's funny but it's that weird because yeah. zappa was going digital the last yeah, few I albums he did when shit. when he wasn't using an orchestra he was using that synclavier and that's that's total digital you record that on analog uh, you're still gonna have ones and zeros yeah. It's kind of like I said, if you if 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 your mixed down if your master tape is on DAT and you put it on vinyl, it's still ones yeah, and we, zeros. Yeah, it's not that's a wave true of too. sound. That's, I, that was an interesting point that you made too. That because we were talking about mixing down from master to the actual you know the, vinyl, the actual or vinyl or CD or whatever, it and is that's that what decide. modern day people are yeah. doing. They're taking the digital and it, and they're taking it to vinyl and they're thinking they're cool. But no, you're not cool. You're, you're still, still lying digital. to yourself. You're still digital. Yeah, you have digital. You have ones and zeros on a fucking vinyl disc. You might have used some software <laughs> to make it sound like vinyl, but it's still not a wave of sound. It's yeah. a wave. It's a wave broken up into bits. So take that ones and, and zeros. put that in your pipe and smoke it. And digest yeah. it. Can you imagine what it would be like to smoke digital? It'd be like, well, I have to. <laughs> You'd have to like smoke it like in different tones because it's like your ones and zeros as you're smoking. You don't get a wave of smoke. <laughs> That's insanity. So art I, imitates life. Life I, I imitates wanna, art. Yeah. I want to reel you back into. Yeah, let's get away. We were from talking that, about yeah. no, but you were talking about your breaking your teeth and getting used to. Odd time signatures. Manny which, started that though yeah. for me. He, we had the five. Was it piece natural lineup. or was it hard at first? It was pretty hard to at rap, first. But uh, the thing like, was, how did that go? It was like he was like trying to tell you like, oh, Doug, this, you think it's this way or it's this way? And he blah, was blah. giving me or did you like pick it up more intuitively? Of. Like you just listen to it over and over and to, over until you had that aha moment where like, oh, a lot of reputation and practice know. was involved. Okay, a lot of it. Because the first lineup, it wasn't just me and him. There was another right. bass player and another guitar player. So it was kind of like, I, you know, he would give me some recordings of stuff that him and the bass player did, but th th that wasn't enough to get us through all the other compositions, which yeah. he had to, he would have, sometimes it would just be me and him alone in my bedroom playing guitar and bass, guitar and bass <laughs> for like, um, Pause Four hours. For awkward effect. Yeah, Are because you, he had. Uh, to hear you and him alone in the bedroom. <laughs> I thought you were a straight alpha male. Are you challenging me? So anyway, there we yeah, go. and right. it's funny because we got Ralph coming in next week, and he knows Manny, and so does Craig. It's like it's you were we were talking before yeah, about I'm just how fucking small around. The world is. That's the and then the whole Go Coast Live. They got pictures of Manny playing that Steinberger, Scary Garcia. But he's, I know. He's, I threw I a wanna, monkey wrench because I wanted to, to take advantage of you know exploiting. He's your how story. I learned it though. But but that's true. He, okay, he, go on. He drilled those time signatures into me. 
Okay. And we spent hours rehearsing, just the two of us, because the other bass player already knew all the stuff. He didn't yeah. have to play practice as much. Okay. I was the only one that, and the other guitar player was a virtuoso also. Yeah. I was the only non-virtuoso of those four guys. So, and he, even the drummer was like, so you're already me. hanging with like top-notch dudes. Yeah, so I'm like the weak link yeah. basically. But the thing is, I'm doing rhythm bass, so it's not that hard. The other yeah. bass player is doing like 15 notes. I'm only playing two notes. Okay. So it's I just have yeah. to make sure the counts are correct. Yeah, you got. So be... I still have to be in that time. Yeah, you still too. have to be in the pocket. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. But you learn after a while because you just because I was practicing the time but signatures you did on my own away from the band that you too. absorbed it into yourself that it became natural yeah and that you don't have to think about it because that's the point at first that's the challenge because to anybody you have to like think about it and then. That's what I was going to say. That's how a lot of times musicians differentiate themselves from other musicians. Because yeah. you're like, well, yeah, you're 4-4 four, four time and you play everything. Great, guy. But can you play this? That This, what, this is what makes me so much better than you. Because I could play this like fucking, you know, swim in the backstroke. Like it's yeah. nothing to me. Can you do that? And then the 4-4 four, four guy's like, yeah, of course, that's easy. And then he tries to play it. It's like, what? Wait You're a minute. Doing it's it. like, you know what? You did not put in the time. You didn't put in. Not yeah, or, Manny was music yeah. school, like hardcore. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. And and the weird, the, the thing was, is I was thrown into the fire with those other two guys Jump playing. into the fire. He liked talking too. He'll listen to Talking Heads and then turn around and go to King Crimson. I didn't mean to fuck you up. I couldn't No, help but it. he was like a music nerd too on top of his, but that's what yeah. made him so good. He could play like Eddie Van Halen, but he could play like Talking Heads uh -huh. also or whatever. But the thing was, is after that expanded lineup, the next three or four different configurations we had was just him on guitar and me on bass and a drummer. Either we were doing instrumental stuff or we had a lead singer. Yeah. We tried to get Steve Hoffman to do a Roland Pins reunion, but he didn't want to. Um, and the, one of the drummers from that band, a guy named Jim Garcia, and I write a little bit about him in Gold Coast Live. He, I have like five of his albums, but we jam once and he didn't think. And I told Taggart, read this when on Gold Coast Live. I was like, well, Dim Things didn't like me because he's used to virtuosic bass players. And I'm just like. I a, we mentioned yeah. that, on that. And I was like, don't sell yourself short. George. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I remember but that when I, you mentioned I, that. I, I idolized that guy because yeah. I had a bunch of his records I ordered from him in the early 90s. So I of knew course, I knew yeah. about him before Manny or Kramer and all these other guys. Uh -huh. But I didn't know about him as much as playing in these other bands as a drummer. I knew about him as an artist. He'll do the drums first when he does his own music, but then uh -huh. he'll layer keyboards and guitar on top of it. Yeah. I remember a while back we were I was trying to tell you about drummer led, you know, ensembles and bands yeah. where the drummer is the leader. We went over that, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But the thing was is we only practiced once yeah, with Jim Garcia. Rich. And he didn't really he whole... wasn't really into it and, and and Steve Hoffman didn't want to pay for the practice space rent. So we wound up doing another progressive three piece band. And we did that. Um, for the drummer that we had was a drummer that Steve Hoffman turned me on to a guy named Randall. Okay. That was the guy that you heard when you, op you auditioned for uh, Ray R. Riley. Yeah, that's his drumming. Hey, I told you. That's I his drumming. Yeah, yeah, but that was a great That's what recording. I'm saying. You're part of that. But yeah, like I, I, it took time for yeah, you to we come were, into it. We were talking about it. That's why I was... I When we started talking about this, I was like, by the time I got to you guys, you were already doing odd 
time signatures like it was nothing. So I just figured it was natural to you. I never said, oh, well, what didn't you pick up on this, Doug? No time for that. It's like we just go along, go with the flow, and we just do our thing. But yeah, but Randall had a problem with speeding everything up because he played 4 4 really fast with this pop punk band. Uh, But then Manny sat him down and made him like Randall had this weird shtick where he'd always smile when he played drums. He'd do like this with his glasses. But when, when he played with me and Manny, yeah. that smile kind of went away. Cause he had to do all those crazy time signatures. <laughs> Wait a minute. So you could kind of see him like, you know, concentrating <laughs> he's heavily. He's not so happy anymore. It's no, like, but what he loved it. He loved it because he got to concentrate on it. <laughs> yeah, he, no, he then, was really into it yeah, okay. because the other band was just doing four, four. I get the humor. He had to concentrate. To say, he couldn't just, just have fun. Reiterating that. I yeah. can understand. Like you can't fucking smile if you have to think and now for he's having the thing i think that's the but thing ne- that i never saw a drummer smile like that when they played that was really weird so anyways manny had a stroke <laughs> now yeah, he, no, he had flagged. a stroke so you we just had shut me down he's like stroke stroke well, no, is I'm, always I'm trying alarming. to continue the story actually. no i know but but yeah. that's good okay not good that he had a stroke but like no, I, said, no, I was, weird. I, was gonna, right I was around about 9/11. to fucking cut you off and he was like stroke okay what? Oh, there we go. Jesus stroke, Christ. Billy Squire. Stroke. <laughs> oh, stroke me, stroke me. Ah. Manny's going to take stroke. that Steinberger and break stroke. it over my head when he hears this shit. But he plays oh. a music, he plays yeah. a Wolfgang. Okay, go on, But anyways, go on. so after that happened, me and Randall, we played together with no guitar player for like a month. We didn't know what the hell we were going to do. So we just practiced bass and drums, okay. bass and drums. I started learning how to use that mixer I was telling you about and yeah. recording the drums and stuff. I took advantage of a little bit of that. Then we got a guy named Barry Stock. I, I, I'm i friends with him I'm on Facebook. He played with us for, uh, for about three or four months. And uh, or five months, and then he quit on us like uh-huh. s- real suddenly. Mm-hmm. And um, he was part of the whole Robert Fripp guitar. And school. why would you? What, he quit he, on he you was guys doing all the weird cause... time signatures also. Oh, except so he, it was easier. he didn't quit because he didn't think he couldn't hang. He just you he don't he even didn't know why he didn't want to pay for the practice space anymore. Oh. That was why he quit. Oh, so we had a space that was ongoing in a warehouse, um, and that's bizarre it's too. Too bad he didn't get to play with us when we had that warehouse. That was a lot better than than going to ride now or oh, every, you, for I, like every you know hour. What? I I like ride now. Ride now is cool and all. I'm not trying to make a but commercial for them. This place was more fun it's because you didn't have a time limit. You had yeah. the whole evening. But you know why I like the time limit because it forces you to get to be about business and you like, you know, like everything else, you know, when you go to school or you go to work or whatever, there's always a time limit, you know, that the bell rings here and you got to do this at a certain amount of time. Then the bell rings, it's time to leave. But that's why I like the time limit because it forces a lot of times people to, you know, because everybody, and then if we're all pitching in, like you're pitching in your part, I'm pitching in my part. Side note, this is a funny thing about Radar O'Reilly. When I went to try out for Radar O'Reilly, like I've, I was like not in a nowhere. I just forgot where my head was. I answered their thing and we're going to, I'm going to try out. Right. And it was for right an hour studios, studios, spit it out. But anyway, it was right an hour studios. So I go to try out for these guys. And like I said, I are, I always say that I thought that I blew it because I didn't know that 
if it went over good or if it didn't go over good or how these guys are going to take it. I had talked talk to Doug was my contact, which was like, oh, yeah, I'm the bass player. But, you know, Richard is, you know, the, the guitar player and the singer and blah, blah. If we get together and we gel, then we'll we'll see how far we go after that. But after the, the whole thing was done, like I said, I, I it wasn't that I didn't I felt bad about it, but I didn't feel it was indifferent. I was like, I just felt like, oh, man, I. I, I I blew this shit too. We were almost kind of thinking the same thing. You yeah, know? We were like, I didn't know, man. but yeah. at that, but even though I was like at the point, you of, have more memories of it than I do. Too, I, because strangely enough, you know why? It's not strange because I was the one it. that's auditioning. You yeah. guys were the ones looking. Yeah, but you know what I, I mean. Felt, but I this felt person, like, I felt like it's like going for any I felt other like job. We were auditioning you. Yeah. Like no, no, no. I felt like you were auditioning us as well. I get that, but I'm just saying I'm. I I if I had to guess I was He's way more go nervous. To this other band yeah. and join them. Neil and Pert gonna, was yeah. the same when he went yeah. to. Uh, you could hear Neil Pert's yeah with the whole thing. He felt the same way. So that being said, then you guys said, "Do you have ten bucks?" And I <laughs> looked at you guys like oh, I was totally thing, yeah man. I was totally weirded out because you didn't. You're in the <laughs> band. We had talked. Yeah, pay, exactly. Pay up, asshole. You're you're in <laughs> and right now. Where's your money? Show me the money. <laughs> I was like, fuck. I didn't well, wait. Uh, if you're uh, gonna audition to... us, then you pay. Uh, you pay for our, you pay all three of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah we're auditioning me. for you, so you, you pay for all guys three of got us. Me off guard, because I didn't know. I was like, man, shit. And I looked at you guys like totally flabbergasted. That was, I was weird. Like, yeah. It was what? Really and I was like, you guys are. If you were auditioning in our old space, though, we wouldn't have had to deal no, with that. No, but that's, that's why. I, that's yeah. why this story is relevant to that story, and why yeah. I'm attaching it because it. I'll never forget that, and I sure you guys won't forget it either because i was like and i almost was getting angry but i was like and then i had to find an atm yeah. to get my money yeah that was, I, a, that was a i was trying to i was like you guys are auditioning me why do i have to I was have like this guy's gonna think i'm a retard no I'm but i'm thinking fuck. these guys want to take 10 bucks with me at, from me and then <laughs> i'm never gonna hear from them again fuck you guys <laughs> <laughs>